Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Cults and Crises. This episode, we're going to talk about a humanitarian crisis that I'm pretty sure everybody has heard mentioned at least once, and that is the humanitarian crisis in Yemen. Yemen has always been under conflict. It was under colonialism from, I believe, the British and other Western countries and was also divided into north and south at some point with like lots of fighting and i believe there's a lot of ethnic tensions there but yemen's civil war well they had multiple civil civil wars during their like solidification and unification but they never really stayed solidified but i would say the real civil war that really kicked off was in 2014 and it has since been going on i mean they've always been in constant conflict but it really got amped up in 2014 when healthy insurgents basically shiite rebels of the islamic faith um with links to iran and like a history of running up against the like Sunni government and trying to like stage coups, they actually took control of Yemen's capital and largest city, Sana'a, and they basically demanded like them to lower fuel prices and for them to like form a new government and dispolish the one that was currently in power. But there were so many failed negotiations and the capital just really wasn't prepared for something like that. So the rebels ended up seizing the presidential palace in January of 2015. And this led to the president of the government of Yemen at that time, um, Abad Rabu Mansar Hadi. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but he decided to resign. And so basically beginning in March of that year in 2015, um, a coalition of Gulf states led by Saudi Arabia, so Saudi Arabia decided to lead a campaign of economic isolation and airstrikes in Yemen to try to push these Houthi slash Shiite insurgents and terrorists out of Yemen. And they were doing this with the help of the United States, of course. Of course, we were involved in this at its earliest stages. Um, But we were providing the Saudi government with, like, intelligence on where we thought these rebels were. But in September of 2015, just months after he resigned, President Hadi rescinded his resignation. He moved back to Yemen in September, and basically the fighting continued and has gotten worse. The UN has tried to step in to offer like peace talks between the Houthi rebels and the Yemen government that is internationally recognized, but they had been stalled until the summer of 2016, and they really just didn't go well. But as of 2017 in December, um, Hadi, the president, who is internationally recognized as the president of Yemen, well, he's reportedly residing in exile in Saudi Arabia. And that's like currently, like he has been stuck there since then. But in July of um 2016, the Houthis 
And the government that was in power before President Hadi, so former President Ali Abdullah Saleh, which was governing before Hadi, um, they decided to partner up. So the healthy rebels and a former government um, that governed Yemen decided to make a peace council, like a political council, and they decided to join forces. But that didn't last very long because in December of 2017, um, President Ali Abdullah Abdullah Saleh, he was like, no, he broke his agreement with the healthy rebels and he called for all of his followers to take up arms against them. But it did not work out well for him. Him and his um, followers were defeated within two days and he was sadly killed during the conflict. So these healthy rebels are still in power of Yemen till today. Um... And there's been a lot of intervention and aid kind of being brought to Yemen um, by Iran, Gulf states, um, and Saudi Arabia. But this really hasn't helped because it's also with all of these regional and like foreign states coming in trying to aid Yemen. Um, it's brought in a lot of um, ethnic conflicts between Sunni and Shia groups and a lot of like Iranian weapons um, given to some of the rebel groups and have been like found in the possession of rebel groups um, has just caused a lot of tension. And in 2015, um, a lot of the shipments that countries, including Iran, that were being sent to these healthy rebels was actually intercepted in the Gulf by the Saudi Arabians and it caused a naval blockade. And so now the Saudis and the Iranians are fighting um, and it basically caused a huge military escalation between Iranian, um, the Iranian people and the Saudi people. So you see that like other countries are stepping into the conflict and either taking the side of the rebels or kind of like the side of like the last installation or like the internationally recognized Yemen government. And it's causing conflict between them because they're picking sides. Um, but the conflict continues to like kill thousands and thousands of just Yemen civilians, people trying to go about their everyday life. And it's one of, if not the worst humanitarian crisis in wor the world's history. Um, there's been so, so many deaths. Nearly 25 Yem Yemens are in need of assistance. Um, five million Yemens are at risk of famine. And not to mention, there is a cholera and COVID outbreak over there. So not only are these civilians having to deal with air raids, bombings, being targeted and killed by these rebels, they're also having to battle like a pandemic and other sicknesses. And it's it's tragic. And sadly a lot of us just aren't paying that much attention. We really aren't. Like, I, I don't hear about Yemen that much in the news, and I used to hear about it, like, a lot around, like, 2010, like, a little bit in 2015 when, like, 
this started back up but you really don't hear about them a lot right now i mean they're literally going through a civil war a pandemic and like just possibly being at risk of being like eradicated it like also they had an ethnic cleansing um not too many years ago and i'm pretty sure like that is also continuing um it's just terrible and the united states isn't helping because we're doing counterterrorism, like airstrikes to target like people who like we think is a threat to us as well that we think is hiding in yemen so they're also dealing with like the u.s not even coming in for their own good not even targeting the people that are taking them over but people that the u.s deems to be dangerous to the united states and that that's just really sad because that means that these civilians they're just like honestly like collateral damage it's just, it's, ugh, it breaks my heart. It really does. For the next part of this episode, I sent some questions to my friend Layla. I wanted her perspective on this. Um, she is a junior at the University of Charlotte in North Carolina, and she is Pakistani. Um, and I know that she holds a lot of like humanitarian crises close to her heart especially ones that like are close to like Pakistan and like just like conflict in Iran and Iraq and stuff like that like I know that she um thinks about stuff like that a lot so I thought it would be really interesting to get her take hi I'm Layla a student at UNC Charlotte how familiar are you with the Yemen crisis um not too familiar but I have heard about it is it a humanitarian crisis and why? I think it is because it deals with human rights and basic needs of humans. Do you think that many civilians are collateral damage as Western countries are trying to dispel rebels' forces there? I do. I think people are collateral damage because they're um, displaced from their homes and that can cause a lot of damage to all the people around them. How do we remedy the situation? I think putting more structure in the government and providing more aid to Yemen would help solve this problem. And thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Cults and Crises. I hope you enjoyed hearing um, a little bit from Layla. And thank you so much.